I live in Israel. This season is dedicated to the memory of the 1,400 of my countrymen who were massacred on October 7th, and the 240 people that were kidnapped and are being held hostage by the terrorist organization Hamas. Hopefully they will be returned to their families as soon as possible, and hopefully this terrible war will be able to come to a peaceful end very soon. Welcome to Minute 69 of Season 6 of Movie Around Minute, the daily podcast where we take a Capresque journey through the 1946 classic, It's a Wonderful Life, one minute at a time. I'm Rob, and joining me once again today is John Parker of the Bat Minute. Welcome back hey, to hey. the show. <laughs> I love being back. This is awesome. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm having a great time also. And, you know, here we're going to get basically uh, an entire speech this minute. <laughs> so I'm, I'm sort of glad it didn't get cut off because this is a great speech by Potter. But uh, isn't, it, isn't it strange how movies, like a lot of movies we do in this in this community, seem to really lend themselves to doing minute by minute. Like it 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 it's a whole encapsulated separate minute. <laughs> Correct. Yeah, it, it makes you wonder if sometimes directors purposely cut films. To, to certain uh, time speeds. Yeah. You know, not necessarily because they know that someone is going to do this, what we're, what we're doing. That, that's a separate <laughs> issue. But just uh, maybe for their pacing or whatever it is, that it, that it comes out that, okay, you know, we're going to end this at the, this, this minute. Or yeah, I've, I've thought that. Maybe it's something to do with the, with the film reels or something. I don't know. Could be. Don't know. So minute 69 begins with uh, Potter cackling. And ends with uh, Potter about to make uh, an offer that he hopes George will not refuse. So yesterday we ended things with George uh, in Potter's office, uh, smoking away on a cigar, enjoying the cigar, and basically saying to Potter, uh, well, what, what am I doing here? What exactly is it that you want? And then Potter responds just by laughing. You know, a really, really interesting cackle that he does here. It's great, that, isn't it? It's great. That laugh, it's like, it tells you a lot. Yes. And he goes, George, now that's just what I like about you. <laughs> George, I'm an old man, and most people hate me, but I don't like them either. So that makes it all even. <laughs> you know just as well as I do that I run practically everything in this town, but the Bailey Billion loan. You know also that for a number of years I've been trying to get control of it or kill it, but I haven't been able to do it. You have been stopping me. In fact, you've beaten me, George. And as anyone in this county can tell you, that takes some doing. Take during the Depression, for instance. You and I were the only ones that kept our heads. You saved the building and loan. I saved all the rest. And then George says, yes. Well, most people say you stole all the rest. And he goes, the envious ones say that, George. The suckers. Now, I have stated my side very frankly. So... Now, let, let's break this down a little bit, what, what Potter is saying here. You know, first of all, as, as we mentioned before, it's great how he just laughs at his own uh, hubris to start off. <laughs> you know what, though? There's one thing I will say in his favor. One thing 
I can kind of respect about him, right? He's not a phony. You know, he he's not pretending. He's not he's he's not even really a liar. He omits the truth sometimes, but he doesn't really lie. He, he lets you know that he's a jerk and that he accepts that he's one. No pretense, you know. That's right. You know what you're getting with him. And and you know, it it's very interesting that that he doesn't care that people hate him. He he doesn't, yeah. you know, he just wants to amass a wealth. He doesn't care that 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 uh, you know, he wants to be respected. He doesn't want to be liked. Yeah. I think that's what it comes it down to. to him. That's right. You know, having friends means nothing. I mean, even even Peter Bailey said it to him a long time ago. <laughs> it's so. uh it's it's a fascinating sort of character trait that I think normally if you wrote this, you would make him maybe be unaware of that. I don't know, but Correct. he's it's all it's like the most perfect villain. He's like, no, I know I'm a jerk. So what? Right. What are you going to do about it? <laughs> right. Again, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll see more tomorrow. Also, how much he really knows about what's going on. You know, he yeah. he may he may be a complete ass, but but he really uh, has his finger in every pie and knows exactly what's going on That's about everyone and everything. That's he's, right. He's smart. That's you shouldn't right. underestimate a villain. That's right. And I think that's why he's such a great villain. Because, you know, he's he's conniving and he's he's devious and he's he's mean. But yeah. like you said, he's very intelligent. Mm, you know, and not just scarier. And not just financially uh, savvy. You know, in any aspect. I mean, again, we talked about earlier in the week that that uh, he's outlived so many people in this town. You know, yeah. because I, I think it's just because he just doesn't give a crap about anything. You know, Peter Peter Bailey had a stroke. <laughs> you know, after he got into an argument with 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 uh, Potter, Potter doesn't care, and and we find that out in this dialogue. You know, he says, "Look, everyone hates me, but I don't care. Let him hate me." That that's the the one thing I do kind of respect about him. He's just that's like, right. yeah, cool, okay. Well, you know, maybe respect word, but you know, again, it's a bit like um. Over here, I, I won't I won't name names, but there's a there's a political party who are a bit of a, a problem. Um, they're they you know they they don't care about anyone basically. Um, but the one thing I can say about them is you know what you're getting with them. They don't lie. They're like yeah yeah we're we're gonna you know we're just gonna take all your money and give you nothing in return. It's like okay <laughs> if you vote for us that's what's gonna happen. <laughs> Exactly. I mean, the, the the whole thing is just very, very interesting. The the way that they created this character, you know, and and I, I'm very surprised that I mean, Lionel Barrymore wasn't even nominated for for his work in this movie. That's that's nuts. Yeah, that's not on. You know, I mean, we we know that. Uh, I mean, Jimmy Stewart was, but but that was it. You know, I would think that that. You know, when when looking at this movie and everything that goes on here, basically Potter is the, uh, I guess, most complex and most interesting character here. Mm -hmm. But maybe maybe people at the time looked at it in a very simplistic view and said, okay, he's evil and that's it. I I think they possibly did, especially because you know it was an era where you couldn't you couldn't you know see it and then. And then buy it and watch it at home, you know. So you couldn't just sit and watch it fifty times. 
and therefore people didn't didn't get how villainous he was or how brilliant a performance he gives here. I think all all the nuance that we keep talking about. You know, you you might not if you just watch this movie once and you go, oh, that was great. You know, you you might not see those kind of things. That might be a repeated viewing sort of situation. I don't know. It's it's okay. hard it's hard for us to say in this day and age, isn't it? Right. I mean, I I think that part of the whole thing here is is that I mean, this movie was pretty much a flop when it came out. Oh yeah, yeah. So maybe maybe that goes along with it too. You know, maybe it was a flop because everyone basically was saying, "How did he get away with it?" And so they <laughs> yeah, maybe yeah. they just uh, you know dismissed it off offhand. You know, the the Oscar voters the Oscar voters uh, saw some things in it, but apparently they didn't see enough. It's it's so weird to me to you know when I when I read up on this movie you know, years ago to know that about it because it's it's so beloved now you know basically to everybody that it's Correct. you just can't imagine a world where people are like eh, it's okay <laughs> right i mean then again if you think about it if if he would have been nominated for for best supporting actor i don't think he would have won because i mean that was the year that harold russell won mm-hmm. you know for for the best years of our lives which yeah. is you know he he's the only person to win two oscars for the same uh, performance Really? Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Because because they, they gave they gave him a special award because he uh, he himself wasn't an actor and everyone assumed that he wasn't going to win. So they're like, okay, we'll yeah. just give him an award because he is an inspiration to to all of the veterans and the disabled veterans and stuff like that. <laughs> and then you know everyone was surprised by the fact that he actually won. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. I imagine they probably panicked and were like, should we, should we take back the special? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, no, it, it definitely is deserving. I, I, I love Harold Russell's performance in that movie. And I'm sort of glad that I don't need to think about it. You know, that, that if you were to put up Potter against, against uh, Homer, you know, which of them would I, you know, think is a better job. I, I'm glad I don't need to make that decision. Yeah. That's a tough call. That one. That would be a that would be a difficult year to decide. Yes. Yeah. Just the way that Potter is is doing all this. Also, like, why is he? First of all, he's being very patronizing to 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 George. There's no question about that. The way that he's talking yeah. to him and stuff like that. And you know, why is it so important for him to 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 get his hands in the building alone? Why Why do you think that? Uh, I think I think it's just he wants to. He wants to be the guy in charge of the town when it comes to owning property. You know, it seems to be a common thread with mass landlords. You know, it's like, no, no, hang on, this is this is my town. He thinks he's in control, he's in power, and we see that he schmoozes with, you know, um, politicians. But we didn't see it, but it was, it was told to us. You know, so he, I think he sees it as like, well, I will. This is my place. I am the power. Right. Okay. And and also, it gives him all the money. You know, if there's a competitor offering something better for cheaper, he, who's going to come to him? True. But he's also he's been on the board for a while. I mean, we talked about this, this yeah. a few months ago. Like, what was even his incentive of being on the board if it wasn't just to try and find a way to, to close him down? Is he still on the board after, I don't know, 10, 15 years, you know, as long as he's still trying to to, to get him to close down? Yeah, yeah. I, I think that might be what he's doing. I think he might be on the board for that purpose. It's like he's got the money to buy his way in. Right. 
Each no, I just find it funny because like you look at it from the perspective that that why would someone you know volunteer to be on a board? Which assuming those boards, you know, you don't get paid for it. It's a volunteer position, so he's volunteering his time x amount of times during the year in order to help make them fail, and he's not able to do that. That would be even more frustrating than anything else. <laughs> I think he might need more power in in the organization. And he's got the money to get that power, but I don't think people are willing to surrender it to him. Right. You know? I, mean, I mean, months ago, Peter basically said to George that that he hoped that putting him on the board would help, you know, help ease him up a little bit, mm. which it didn't, obviously. No, well, absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> yeah, no, the whole thing is just crazy. I, yeah, you know, I, it's, it's, a, it's a strange one I haven't really thought about. It shows that 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 as far as Potter's concerned, the most important for him, thing for him to do is to close down the, you know, the the the, the building alone, and that's it. <laughs> and he's well, that, he's, that's a, he's successful in everything else. <laughs> well, that's another really um, bold thing that he does in this minute is, uh, as, as you mentioned, he on he just is honest and he straight up says that I either want to own your business or put you under. That's he just it. says it to him, like in clear language. It's like, whoa, he's not—he's not being deceptive. He's a little bit deceptive later on when he says, um, "You know, oh, you've beaten me." He's just buttering him up, isn't he? But you know, to actually come out and say this to somebody—that's why what? <laughs> that's right. Because that—that's how—that's who he is. That's how he is. Yeah. You know, as far as he's concerned, he wants—he—he—he's trying to get George off guard here. Because as as we'll see, you know, over the, over to, over tomorrow and the beginning of next week, I mean, Potter has a plan. You know, he's it it it's in some ways an almost last resort plan for him, but he believes that you know everyone is as greedy as he is, so therefore greed you know greed is good as uh you know as <laughs> as our good friend Gordon Gecko would say. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I think Gordon Gecko and Potter would get along really well. <laughs> they'd be they, they would actually yeah they'd be like a good uh, a good duo let's make an elseworlds of this <laughs> <laughs> you, you never know then again the, the i mean the sequel to wall street was terrible but whatever it's... i've never seen it i've heard mixed things some people like it some people don't like it it's like yeah well I come on you, you know who's in it right well yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know it's, 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 there's certain there are certain actors that once you put them in that, that that's it. Especially now when you look back at it, <laughs> any anything with Shia LaBeouf, uh, I don't know. I'm I'm always in the middle on him. I don't. I, I like I, him I in like Transformers. Him in, <laughs> yeah, I I like him in, in in certain things, but it's more with with uh, how do I word this nicely? The, the the problematic nature of him now, shall we say? That's correct. Yeah, um, he came to Liverpool once though, uh, before allegations and things. He came here and he was doing a, a sort of art piece, let's say, where he was in the art gallery uh, and he sat there all day, every day for three days, I think it was. He sat there at a computer and he was accepting phone calls from the public. So you could call up and speak to Shia LaBeouf about anything you wanted. He would try and help you with your problems and things on the phone. Um, and you couldn't hear the call 
but he would type up what they were talking about on a big screen. <laughs> and it's like, okay. And it was just like three days of Shia LaBeouf sitting in Liverpool taking phone calls. It was very bizarre. <laughs> was was there anything interesting that he was talking about there? Or not really? Um, it was kind of it was kind of interesting just because it was like meant to be a weird social experiment, like because you'd get some people calling up just to insult him and stuff, you know, just to be jerks. And he would type that up, and it's like, yeah, okay. And you'd you get some people calling up with like really serious problems they wanted him to help with, you know. And it's like, oh, okay. It reminds me of 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 the uh, mean tweets from uh, Jimmy Kimmel. That's Jimmy that Kimmel. That's Jimmy it. Kimmel, yeah. right? Which which are sometimes great. I I'm very curious to know if they actually have one with Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah that would be hilarious because if it's after it he might mention the liverpool thing as well because to be fair most people were nice but inviting the public in like that you're gonna get jerks yeah you know and and you do he did get annoyed once and he, he did walk away for five minutes um but i i agreed with why he did it some people thought he was just being you know rude but i don't think he was because people kept coming up to him and getting selfies with him, you know, putting their arms around him and stuff like this. And he was like, look, can you not, you can take pictures of me. Can, can you not do that? I'm like, you know, I'm busy. And they kept doing it and kept doing it and kept, so he just, he got up and like slammed the headset down and walked away for five minutes. So I was like, yeah, okay. He's asked you nicely to please stop. No. Oh, well. <laughs> and we know he's a bit of a, a you know, a, a temperamental guy. Okay. Which you get from a lot of uh, people who, who don't necessarily know how to properly embrace their celebrity. Yeah, yeah. Which, which again, I understand, because there's yeah. a time and a place, and if he's in the middle of doing something and he's asked you politely, don't push your luck, don't do it again. Right. I, I agree with you on that one. So. It's why I don't like to pester celebrities when I see them. I don't want to be that person and ruin the day. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure a lot of them would like it, but like... um. There's a comedian here. I don't. I don't know if, if you'd know uh, Eddie Izzard. Yeah, sure, I know who he is. Um, and I was, I was getting a drink. It was the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. It's like a big month-long festival of comedy and stuff. Takes over the whole of Edinburgh for like a month. So I, I was there. I was in the backstage bit because uh, my friend had a show. So they took us to the the artist lounge. Mm -hmm. And Eddie, Eddie Izzard was just sitting there drinking. And I was like, oh, I want to go over and speak to them. I love Eddie Izzard. But I was like, hang on. It dawned on me. I was like, no, wait, this is the artist lounge. This is where Eddie's coming to get away from that. <laughs> I don't want to then go up and be like, oh, you're amazing. Can I get a picture? So I was like, no, no, no. I'll just, I'll leave them be. <laughs> mm -hmm. Okay. I mean, that, that's fair. That's fair. I mean, a few seasons ago, maybe it was even last season. Maybe it was last season. So one of, one of my guests talked about the fact that he, he saw, I think it was Duff Lundgren. And, oh. and he was, was it? yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Duff Lundgren. And he went over to him, and instead of just, you know, uh, praising him and, you know, dealing with the celebrity, he says, I just want to tell you that I really loved you in whatever movie it was. And, and the two of them actually sat, he invited him to sit down and talk to him for a few minutes. Hey. Yeah, that's everything. He said that there's, there was, you know, instead of it just people coming and harassing, it, you know, there, there are ways of, of having these yeah. conversations uh you know, in, in better, in better circumstances, I guess. It, it, I think it um, takes time to learn. Um, I've through being in the band, I've had to learn to do this because I'll meet like my, some of my heroes and stuff. So through doing that repetitively, I've now learned 
to just talk to them like a person and not go, oh my God, you're amazing. Because I used to do that. <laughs> right. Okay, that, that's fair. That's definitely fair. And, you know, the, the, the way that, that Potter keeps talking here about it, you know, he, he's giving George some credit that George has, has beaten him. But I, I think it's just a ploy. I don't think it's real. I don't think no, he really believes it. He's he's trying to convince George that that's the truth, even though he knows that that or in his mind, it's not. Yeah, he's trying to say to George, he's trying to make it sound like they are equals and contemporaries so that we, we can have this this meeting, this, this this discussion, you know, as as equals and we're going to work something. out. And it's like, no, he doesn't see he was an equal at all. He sees that's he was right. well beneath him. Well, that's why he's sitting in, in this uh, chair, you know, that that, that is very, very yeah. low. The death chair from Disco Elysium. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, it's just, it's very, I mean, because even he himself says, you know, that, that the people that think I'm, I, I stole it were, are suckers. Yeah. You know, he's like, uh, these, these are people who, who, you know, he's, it goes back to what we were saying about the fact that, that Potter is, is not hiding anything. He's willing to say, that basically, yeah, I cheated these people out of their money, but they're they're the suckers. They're the yeah, ones who didn't keep their heads. That's right. <laughs> they didn't keep their heads, and therefore, I was able to to take away from them, you know, something. You know, basically yeah. saying these people are 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 very gullible. I mean, that that's like one of the uh, that that's a synonym for for a sucker. You know, so yeah. gullibility is a failure of social intelligence in which a person is easily tricked or manipulated into an ill-advised course of action. It's closely related to uh, credulity, which is a tendency to believe unlikely propositions that aren't supported by evidence. So classes of people especially vulnerable to exploitation due to gullibility include children, elderly, and the developmentally disabled. Um, and also the... <laughs> <laughs> the residents of, of Bedford Falls, you know, during the Depression. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now, yeah. it's it's clever of him. It's really smart to he, the way he words that as well. He's sort of he's othering George and the common people. He's separating them because he's basically saying they're gullible. You're not, though. No, not you. Not you, George. You're like me. So he's trying That's to right. separate him from those people that he's working for, essentially. Well, what what he what he's doing is he's he's trying to, as we said, he's trying to butter up George to believe yeah. that what what he's doing is is you know George has been doing the right thing the whole time, and that he uh, appreciates what George has done, and therefore, you know, as as we'll see tomorrow, he has a reason that he's doing this. He wants George to be mm-hmm. on his side to think of, of uh, what, what he's doing, you know, that type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And he, he goes even more into that tomorrow, doesn't he? He yeah. just mm-hmm. really lays it on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and that, that's all I have for this minute. You have anything else for, for this minute? Um, I do, I do uh, quite like the, the sort of backhanded compliment he gives him again. Cause he's like, he says, you know, during the Depression, uh, you, you saved the building and loan. I saved all the rest. So it's like, you saved that one little thing, but I I saved the whole town. It's like, ah, oh, what? 
<laughs> so it is it's it's like including georgia again in you know you're you're, you're, you're like me but also I, I'm, I'm still better than you though you know that's right i saved all of this it's here because of me <laughs> capitalist ways because we know it's capitalism he took advantage during the depression he used it to grow his business tenfold that's right and and it's great to see also that George doesn't have a problem standing up to Potter. Yeah. You know, because, you know, as soon as he says we're the only ones who, who, who kept their heads, you know, and, you know, I saved all the rest. And then George basically jumps up and says, hey, well, most people say you stole all the rest. It's, it's interesting that he says most people. He doesn't say I think so. Yeah, it's most people. So people. So in other words, in the months since this happened or years, I mean, we don't know exactly how much time has passed uh, since this happened. But basically, George knows what people now are saying about Potter. You know, some of the people yeah. that maybe took, you know, took their loans from from George or the ones that went to, you know, to to, to sell their shares 50 cents on the dollar. Mm-hmm. You know, possibly they did it in order to basically uh, make sure that what was going to happen is that, you know, they now are saying bad things about uh, about Potter. You know, they're bad yeah, nothing Potter so. to, to George and George is probably saying to them, well, I, I told you so. <laughs> I tried warning you. <laughs> and from a filmmaking standpoint, of course, that then doubles down on George representing the working man because he's saying we he means we as a collective we think this about you that's right that's right and I mean obviously Potter is only talking about I the whole time because he yep. is the whole collective you know there's no need anybody else nope <laughs> nobody else at all right all right um, so that's all I have for for this minute you have anything else uh, that's all all right. So every Thursday we have a segment called Jimmy Stewart Thursday, where my guests will give their top five Jimmy Stewart performances, starting with uh, number five and working your way up. Uh, have you seen five Jimmy Stewart movies, John? Right. I haven't seen five. Okay. I looked through. I'm a lot better than I was with Capra. <laughs> I let me see, let me think. Hang on. I've seen. I've written them down. Um, well, no, I have technically seen five if I'm including this. Yeah, of I've seen course. Exactly five. One of which I think doesn't count, though. It all counts. Put, it all counts. I, I don't know. I don't know, right? Is it because it's a You'll voice? Why. Are you talking about it's, yes. it's voice? Uh, uh, voice talents are, are accepted. So you can you, you, you can talk about like five. You know what movie I'm going to say. You can talk about five of goes west without a problem. <laughs> Yeah, I would put that at number five, just because, I mean, it's a good movie. Don't get me, go, don't get me wrong. It's a good movie, but I don't really think of it. It's, it's not a Jimmy Stewart movie. It doesn't have to be you a know? Jimmy Stewart movie. We're talking about Jimmy Stewart performances. Yeah, I know. But, you know, it, usually when he's in something, even if he's not the lead, he, he, he really draws your focus. You know, you're like, oh, he's amazing. He's great. Um, and he's good in that. It's just, you know, it's not... Um, it's not one you think of when you think of Jimmy Stewart, is it? Uh, but but it's a good movie and it's a good performance. And I actually think it's one of those maybe in America it um, gets talked about more. But I don't think here it gets talked about enough anymore. It did when I was a kid and it seems to have um, seems to have dropped away a little bit over the years. I don't know okay. if kids today are watching it. 
um, I, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm I'm not much of a fan of 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 Five Loves West. Uh, Five uh, what's going? A uh, Five Goes West. You know, I, well, I like the first one. Thing. I like the first one a little better, but um, I'm not the biggest fan of. I get it. I mean, that's that's another thing. I I am thinking of it purely out of nostalgia. I have not seen it since I was a child. Okay, that's fair. Um, I have fond memories of seeing it, uh, which is why it's being included. Uh, but it's one of those. It's I I don't revisit it really. Um, which maybe I should. You know, this is another thing I'm going to do now. I'm going to have to watch both of the movies, both the Fivals, to be a completionist. There you go. I say both. There's probably 50 now. They keep churning out straight to video. Well, they did, you know, sequels to everything, didn't they? Um, yeah, I don't. I, I have a feeling that this one, there might actually only be two. Oh, good. So. good. I found out because I, I grew up, you know, loving um, The Land Before Time. I found out there's about 12 of those now. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that is one of those that uh, there are quite a lot of. By the time you listen to this, there's probably been another six released. Uh, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> depends on depends on when, when time, uh, you know, begins. Because if it's all in the land before time. So, who I, I think the, um, the next one I would go with... Um, I would probably put The Man Who Knew Too Much. I've seen that one, and I like that one quite a lot. But I've only seen it once. It's not one I've seen like 50 times. Um, but I remember he was very good in that. Well, that's, uh, one my most, that's one of my favorite Hitchcock movies, so I recommend hey. you see it again. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I love a lot of Hitchcock movies. But... Um, I think that yeah, that's one of the ones I've only seen the once. He was amazing. Doris Day was in it, wasn't she? She was she yes. was really good. Um, Astera. That that's one. That's another one. I don't I don't hear a lot of the the Hitchcock fans don't go on and on about that one for some reason. Because it's nearly perfect. Yeah. <laughs> ah well, maybe maybe that is what it is. Maybe it's too good. So it's like, well, what do we say? That's right. But then again, they say that about a lot of Hitchcock movies. So yeah. That's true. I mean, I I may have a Hitchcock movie coming up <laughs> hmm. <laughs> what could it be what could it possibly be i don't know there's there, there are number there are a few choices i, I can <laughs> offhand think of three so you know <laughs> although with what briefly what makes this your favorite or one of your favorites oh i just i just love the story i love the way that it works the you know the the the, the it's just very thrilling You know. It is. It is fantastic. Um, I, I actually just rewatched it last last month. It's uh, you know, it's it's one of my favorites. That fresh in your mind? Okay. Yeah, it's okay. very fresh that in my mind. Cool. I think the last time I watched it, it's got to be maybe eight years ago. So, oh wow! And I mean, whatever, it's, definitely it's, it's, You know, it's it's political. I I love things with uh, political intrigue. So Same. you know that that fits in there really well. As a as a history and politics graduate, I, I feel like I have to like things with political intrigue. <laughs> okay, that, that's fair. It's the Only, law. But, I'd be but, arrested if I didn't like those. But most of, of movies, the, you know? yeah, but you have to find good ones. That's the thing. Yeah, there are a lot that I that they're too boring. Um, because it's an it's an easy topic to make boring. Yes. 
you've got to really have some. And unfortunately, too many people do that. <laughs> yeah, they do. They don't. They, even Spielberg's been guilty of that a few times. And I love yeah. Spielberg. But mm-hmm. there's a couple of his movies where it's like, oh, come on, get on with it, man. <laughs> right. Like, what was that one a few years ago that won? It won I'm sure it won an Oscar or it was up for the Oscars. It was um, the one I, with, with the spies on the bridge. Uh, bridge of Spies. <laughs> Bridge of Spies. Uh, that, that was not a bit, listeners. That one, that one, like, I liked it, but it was like, okay. It moved bit, very slowly. Slow. It moved very yeah. slowly, yeah. But, but, like, that's the good thing with the Hitchcock movies. I think he was ahead of his time. They were always quite snappily paced. They were quite quick, you know? They mm-hmm. were, even when they were slow, they weren't dull. Right. Um, I suppose my 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 next one. Oops. I was torn between this, It's a Wonderful Life, and Rear Window. Okay. So that, which one? Which one would you put at number three then? I think I think I'll put Rear Window at number three, just okay. but just because as great as it is, it's it's kind of I'm sure there'll be scholars who insult me for this. It's it's kind of one note. It's like yeah, it's this type of movie. Well, it goes back to steal a buff. Yeah, I like that. I think that is a good, a good film. I don't know if that's controversial or not these days, but um, <laughs> but obviously the original is uh, is absolutely fantastic, and it's been it's been copied, it's been parodied, it's it's been duplicated. But has it been bettered? I don't think it has been bettered. Right. It's a very simple story mm-hmm. in the best possible way. You know. Correct. Um, although there there is a fantastic Simpsons parody of that, people need to see that. Oh, oh. it's because Bart's broken his leg, so he has he broken his yeah he's broken his leg, so he's he's got a telescope to keep him occupied, and he he thinks Ned Flanders has murdered his wife. Turns out it's not that at all. But you know. <laughs> uh, but that 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 is a that's a great one. Wait, Bart or, or Homer? It's it's Bart, I think. Why would Bart remembering right? Why now. would Bart think that someone killed his wife? Though that Ned has killed his own wife. Oh, okay. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. he sees it through the telescope, you know. Ah, okay. Yeah, I, right. I, I like that about that. The I understand. A, <laughs> <laughs> I like that about the Simpsons when it's a parody. They go like, "Wait, no, he can't just have binoculars. No, they give him a telescope, you know, because they, they change these things around." <laughs> right. Sure. Um, but I'd recommend that movie to everybody. I think that appeals to a broad. Uh, a broad spectrum of moviegoers. Okay. I don't think there's anything to dislike, really. Yeah, it's, it's unless you unless you don't good. like thrillers, I guess. But who doesn't like thrillers? Idiots. That's who. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, number two, I've put this. I have put "It's a Wonderful Life" in at number two. Um, again, I haven't seen loads of his movies, but I think that even to someone who hasn't seen lots of his movies. Surely this has to be up there in the upper echelons of people's uh, rankings, right? You know, <laughs> it's preaching to the choir here. <laughs> well, yeah, I know you would include it in that. But, you know, the the public in general, I think a lot of people would uh, think that this is one of his top performances. Cause I would think so, too. Yes. It's multi-layered. It's multifaceted. As we keep saying, it's got nuance. It's got heart. He's funny. He's and after listening bit... to this podcast, people will know even more about it. Yeah. And he can even be he can even be a little bit mean sometimes, you know, like he's trying to be funny, like at the start of the movie where he's um, 
he's keeping the the robe of our derobed lady. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. He's not letting her put clothes on. It's like he's trying to be funny, but when you actually look at that, you're like, oh no, man, that's that's not good. Right. <laughs> but it makes him an interesting character. You yes. Know? Well, we we talked about it back then. I don't think he was he wasn't doing it in a malicious way. He was doing it in a no. fun way that you know that for for that time it works. It does. It does. And it's one of those things, though. It's like he he is genuinely just trying to make her laugh. But at the same time, you you can see that she's not happy about this. <laughs> for for obvious reasons. Yeah. Because <laughs> you, you do think for a second, maybe he is just going to walk away. <laughs> I can leave it like that. Like, oh, God. <laughs> Possibly. But, yeah, he's, he's a good guy at heart. That's what matters, you know. And that's that's right. what makes the performance so good. He can capture all of this, and and uh, there's a I don't want to be mean, but there's a lot of actors back then who I find very the, the, it's the acting style. I find them very unbelievable. Mm-hmm. They're okay. not they don't give a realistic performance. I don't think it, it was just the way they did. It. I think maybe because they're a lot more theatre actors and things, you know. Right. So it's a bit more exaggerated and, and things like that but i think he he's got the right he's got it right he's got the balance between these things he's got the theatricality but without it being silly yeah. right it's true but then uh in at number one is i would i would consider this one of one of the greatest movies ever made uh vertigo i think when I I first saw that, I only first saw it about five years ago, believe it or not. Oh wow! And I cu- I couldn't believe I was just like, this is this is better than any of Hitchcock's movies. I was like, this is this it felt modern. That's how well structured and put together and paced and everything it was. I think you could show that to a teenager now and they'd be like, yeah, this isn't boring, you know. Um, and, well, because. One of the things with 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 Vertigo is it's a very uh, there's there's a lot of psychology going going on around it, you know, yeah, making it. Yeah. I mean, because it's such it's it's the type of psychological thriller that would fit in with a lot of things that go on today. Absolutely, Absolutely. I think and I think that's so, what it comes down to. It's so cleverly written, like the plot and his character and everything. That. I mean, even if his performance wasn't an amazing performance, the movie would still be great. (laughs) But it just so happens that it's a masterpiece of a performance as well. On top of that, (laughs) what a character, what a a picture. Um, It's so smart. And I think the psychological aspects really, really messed with me. I think it helps that I'm a really big fan of David Lynch. David Lynch is like my favorite director. And I, I felt like, Oh, David Lynch has watched Vertigo 50 million times. There was a lot of DNA there oh, wow. <laughs> that seeped into his work, I think. Yeah. Okay, that, that's fair. But sadly, Jimmy Stewart hasn't been in David Lynch. <laughs> yeah, and I don't think he's going to anymore either. <laughs> well, with, with modern technology, <laughs> you know, who knows? Yeah, that's true. Hopefully, hopefully not. <laughs> I mean, there there is a movie coming. It might even be out now. I don't even know. There's a movie coming out where they've cast James Dean in like a war movie. Oh, really? And yeah, because they've used this, you know, the new technology. And I, I find that a bit 
after after this long, that's weird, right? That's weird. And their argument was, well, yeah, but we 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 uh, tried casting other people in the part, but they, you know, nobody was good uh, good enough for it. There was only one man for the job, James Dean. It's like, shut up, no. Seriously? <laughs> oh wow. Yeah. And it's like, nah, nah, I'm not on board with it. I I understand it sometimes when it fits or when it, you know, maybe the actor dies, you know. Things like that, okay, I can understand why you're doing it. Or you want to de-age. Great. But to bring back someone who has been dead that long, that's crazy. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. It's like you couldn't find anyone uh, alive <laughs> who could who could do something similar. That was their argument, which sets the movie up to fail because you're like, okay, so you're saying to me this is one of the greatest performances of all time then, basically. <laughs> that's right. And it's not even real. That's right. Yeah, I can see that as a problem. <laughs> well, we'll have to wait and see how these things uh, play out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay, great. Thank you very much for that top five. So, John, you want to once again tell people uh, where they can find uh, John Parker? Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, just just look up all my podcasts. I've got Bat Minute, Miami Minutes, Hedvig Inch by Angry Inch, Look at the Bandamin, Pete Bentham and the Dinner Ladies, and... I forgot anything else to plug. I don't know. My shows have a Patreon. For $2, you can get even more stuff. Uh, I think at the moment, we've got like over 70 episodes on that. So $2, you can get all that. Oh, wow. Just download them all and then cancel your subscription. I don't care. Like, <laughs> <laughs> as long as you get your $2. to do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's worth the $2, I think, personally. But uh, there's there's all sorts of things on there as well. There's not just episodes. We do, like, commentary tracks for uh, for films and things like that. So we've done one for Terminator 2, done one for Beetlejuice, things like that. We just, we just pick movies we like. We're, we're going to do another one at some point soon. Uh, I think we're going to be reviewing – we decided we're going to review some albums as well, some oh, wow. songs and things like that. Yeah, because we, we did it once as, like, a one-off. And it suddenly hit us like yesterday when we were talking. Like, why? Why did we never like review Prince? Yeah. <laughs> and now you will. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Very cool. And while you're doing that, you can go review and subscribe on any podcatcher you might be using to listen to this show. Finding me is very simple. Just do a quick search for Mover Up Minute. You can find me on Facebook. You can find me on Twitter. And you can find me on my website, MoverUpMinute.com. So, John, you feel like coming back in tomorrow to finish off this week? Yeah, why not? Sure, if you pay my cab fare. Okay, all right, it's a deal. Wait, in in nineteen thirty-three dollars or twenty twenty-three dollars or pounds, um, whatever you want to call them. Tw- yeah, <laughs> I was I was going to say you've got to convert the money, surely, surely. Yeah, I, I want it to be in modern pounds, yes, and you've got to pay for me to come from Liverpool. Mm, wait, but you don't like traveling. <laughs> I don't mind traveling. Ah, if someone else is know, paying, I see. For a reason. I see. If someone else is paying. All right. Okay. Tomorrow is on me. How's that? <laughs> yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. And let's, let's have bread and salt. And don't forget the wine. <laughs> I mean, that's my favorite bit. You know? If it wasn't early in the day here, I'd be having wine right now. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So until tomorrow, hot dog. Hot Love you truly, truly did. Life with its sorrow, life with its tears.